Not much on the free agency front since we've last spoken. That doesn't mean there aren't things to be happy about with the Arizona Cardinals roster as currently constructed. We're going positive today. Um, you know, the Cardinals have some holes to fill. Where should they fill those holes? In the draft or free agency? Bo and I are going to run down the list of positions and have the re-signings outweighed who the Cardinals have let go this offseason. Alex Nancy, Bob Rock, Locked on Cardinals. A giddy up, baby! You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Get on in, Alex Nancy Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. This episode of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection of reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Not a whole lot has changed since we spoke last. Um, not a whole lot has changed across the landscape of the NFL. Now, there have been some quarterback movement. Obviously, Deshaun Watson is now a Cleveland Brown. Uh, yesterday, Matt Ryan was traded to the Indianapolis Colts, which I think was a great move for them. Matt Ryan gets a lot of, I mean, well-deserved flack for the 28-3, to for the downfalls towards the tail end of seasons. He's a quarterback who you trust until he breaks your back, which is the majority of quarterbacks that have ever played in the NFL. But I think he's going to be a good fit in Indy. And, and as my co-host astutely mentioned before we cracked the mic for this podcast that most of the quarterback movement has finished. Uh, Baker Mayfield is probably the only one that hasn't been moved yet of any sort of consequence. What? Some respect on Jimmy G's name, right? I mean, isn't it? Oh, they ain't going to be able to trade for him. Where is he going to go? No idea at this point. Yeah. So I I mean, I'll throw Jimmy G in there. Um, even though, you know, he's another guy that gets severely disrespected. Look at his win-loss record. But the the rest of the dominoes should start to fall a little bit more precipitously than what we've seen over the last 72 or 96 hours. The Arizona Cardinals haven't done much, uh, but we are going to start with positivity. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, like, comment, etc. But Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Buda Baker, Rodney Hudson, James Conner, Zach Ertz, Jalen Thompson, there are some things to be happy about mm-hmm. on the Arizona Cardinals roster. And we know that. I don't think we speak about it enough because it's more what can be done to improve this roster that started 7-0, 10-2, and fell unceremoniously out of the playoffs, uh, marred by the pick six to Kyler Murray that's just singed into everybody's brains. There are a lot of things to be happy about regarding the players that are currently wearing Arizona Cardinals rosters, uh, jerseys. Yeah, absolutely. I think what the Arizona Cardinals plan is to get back to that team that started the season 7-0, 10-2, best record in the league and having a ton of success on both sides of the football, actually all three phases, you could tell that there was uh, emphasis in returning a lot of the special teamers. So they like what they have in that area of the game. But, you know, we are still well aware of where their shortcomings are, where they need to improve. And I mean, to the point as far as the quarterback market finally kind of figuring itself out, like the final wave of quarterbacks outside of Mayfield and 
and Jimmy G like is now like the rest of these couples, second tier, third tier free agents markets about to set. And then guys like Steve Kime who have been waiting, uh, can they pounce on the guys that they've been waiting for their markets to materialize? Like you hope, right? Uh, like all of this, like the, the week, because now it's, we're, we're forced into a forced positivity podcast. Um, you know, do the Arizona Cardinals kind of make it a moot, moot point at this at this juncture? Like, if they go out and they get Stefan Gilmore or Joe Hayden or Trey Turner at the guard spot or, uh, you know, uh, Calais Campbell, Invil Joseph on the interior of the defensive line or Will Fuller, Julio Jones, any of those names, like if they get two of those guys, do we calm down and say, okay, with that plus the, the pieces in place and the guys that they retained, and then the draft about a month away, are we are we happy with where this team is, is put itself in a position to, to add for the remainder of the offseason and go into the preseason uh, with this core in place? I mean, you hope that there's going to be severe improvements coming. They've got to be inevitable. I just I don't think that any general manager, anybody that holds a position in the NFL, uh, can realistically say, Hey, we're good. Like, especially with how things ended. Like I know, I know how important De- Deandre Hopkins was to this offense. And he was a huge, it was a huge absence and they were crushed by it down the stretch. But still with that, it showed glaring holes mm-hmm. on this roster and they need to fill those with guys that are above replacement caliber players. Like they just have to do that, and with the addition of Allen Robinson to the Rams, and with the you know with with some of the with with what's happening in San Francisco, and they've got the pass catchers that they have, and Seattle still has the pass catchers that they have, and then you're playing the AFC West four times this season with all those quarterbacks and all those wide receivers. When you look at the cornerback room for the Arizona Cardinals, it's daunting, and you're naive to think that hey, Byron Murphy and maybe Jeff Gladney, and maybe Marco Wilson, uh, they can match up with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, and they can match up with Devontae Adams and Darren Waller, and uh, why can't I think of the kid from Clemson? Hunter Renfro and Derek Carr, and, and you know, it's it's just, it's absolutely just naive, and, and, and like, I believe that they have a good young core in place, but they're not developed enough to deal with that. No, I mean, Hardly the, the most veteran laden like cornerback room isn't set up for that. Like the Arizona Cardinals have to improve their defensive secondary. They absolutely have to do that. And with that, they also have to improve their pass rushing. Just who's in the pass rush room. Yeah. We had the same conversation last year. We had the same conversation the year before, just about different positions. Like if they did this offseason exactly what they did last offseason. That is a Super Bowl contending team or fringe. You bring in real proven guys at high impact positions. Wide receiver, even you you can mar A.J. Green. That that was a great signing. Because without him, when when DeAndre Hopkins went down, imagine what that wide receiver room would have looked like. You can't, you got to look at the big picture with that. I think that was a great signing, especially for the price point of six mil. Okay. They brought in Rodney Hudson, which was arguably the most important acquisition they did have to trade for him most important acquisition of the offseason traded for Zach Ertz late brought in JJ Watt he missed half the season if they can add veterans again linebacker 
cornerback, offensive line, wide receiver again to compound what they did last offseason, then you're cooking with gas. It can't sure. just be one and take an off. Like, I know that I jump. I, I won't say jump the gun, but I asked very simple question. When is it still early? Not it's still early anymore. And I think we've hit that now, regardless of the moving pieces elsewhere. I feel like the the inactivity, it's puzzling. Let's say it's puzzling that they haven't made any sort of impact moves yet. And I'm not negating bringing back Zach Ertz and James Conner. That's not what this is about. And I'm not saying that they should have re-signed the people who they let go. We're going to talk about that in the last segment. I'm just saying, what? I think I think where the, the fan base is right now is there's some moves that seem like they're just, there's players out there that are fits. There were players out there that were fits for this team to fill some of those holes. Um, and just this high wire act that this organization has been performing for the last couple seasons where there really is no safety net. Um, it, it makes this fan base very nervous despite them improving each and every season. It's like, you know, at some point you take that misstep and, and they do it at, the, they've done it the last two seasons at the end of the season. They've taken those massive missteps. Like when you lose a star player, like not every team is going to be the Bengals where their offensive core, Joe Burrow, their starting running back, all three wide receivers are going to be healthy. And their your key acquisitions on defense are all going to stay healthy. Like that's an anomaly as far as the NFL is concerned. You can't rely on that. Like the Arizona Cardinals, it seems like they're just like ignorantly be believing. Well, these are our guys, and they'll be with us from start to finish. And if they go down, we're not going to worry about if they go down. They have to. They have to have those contingency plans, and they also have to have just starting caliber NFL players at some key positions in today's modern day NFL cornerback edge like they have to figure it out definition of insanity baby alex lancy bobrog they've been top heavy for almost a decade like and i'll take i'll take ba years out because i feel like that's, that was that's what's interesting that's his approach like that's the you see all these like there's the blueprint for rookie quarterback pay scale and steve kime has this other idea like this he's the only one really kind of doing it and he's got he's going off for these short one year deals, massive amounts of money, and it's just it's it's wild. It's not like if you look what the Chargers are doing, uh, it's the exact opposite. Like they've got it seems like they've got pretty firm firm footing where Steve Kime doesn't. Like it's it's just it, it can work. It's worked so far. They've improved, but you know, are you putting yourself in the ultimate position to contend for the Lombardi? You know that like things have to go perfect. Like the stars have to align. And like, if, if that's your plan, like you don't remove any, leave any margin for error. And that's, that's not good. Follow him at Bob Brack. Follow me at Clancy's corner. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. We, if you want to leave a review, cool. We don't even ask about that. We, you know, we don't force people like do it if you want, you know, we're here and um, we're trying to give you the best, you know, unfiltered content. We're not trying to sugarcoat things here. We're trying to just, discuss things as they come and not live in a fairy tale land thing and that everything is 100 okay when it's not even though it potentially could be because we're still somewhat at the beginning quote it's still early i guess for free agency uh follow the podcast at locked on az cards please 
there's a bunch of holes on this roster. Which should they fill through free agency and veterans? And which do the Cardinals need to fill through the draft with some young talent infused into the already pretty young roster, even though it's, 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 there's some veterans here, but it's still very young. It's a very key positions. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up next. It's that time of year again, as the NCAA tournament brackets just destroyed, like just burn it, burn it. How many final four teams you have left? Three. Me too. Okay. Good. I can't like, I need a Gonzaga to lose. Cause I have Duke beating Gonzaga. Um, and I had Kentucky. Did everybody have Kentucky? I feel like everybody had Kentucky. I had Auburn. That's where I, I'm missing one. Well, that's why you should be allowed to fill out a draft. Uh, regardless, betonline.net's got you covered. Okay. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, they're the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball, man. BetOnline's your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. This is going to be a fun segment. Alex Lancy, Bob Locked on Cardinals. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked on NFL. Locked on ex- experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms. You can check Tyler. Well, you check Bo out today. You can check Tyler Roland from uh, Locked on Titans and myself. Yesterday. I was on yesterday. Oh, Monday. yeah. What day is it? Yeah, Monday. Apologies. I apologize. I'm hungry. So the Cardinals have some holes on this roster, um, depth and starting holes. And, you know, you could probably say everything but quarterback. Everything but quarterback? Is that fair? Like, is there a spot, maybe safety? Tight end. Quarterback and safety? Tight end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Everything else. Linebacker? Yeah, well... I, I just, why do I think they're going to give Bobby Wagner like 20 mil a year for three years? Like, I just, I, I don't, it's a Steve Kime special. And he's like, Ooh, you know, you get a little, it's, I just, I see it coming. I'm not as excited about that as I once was. Um, draft. They have a boatload of draft picks. They have first, second, third, and then I think four, six and four sevens. They got a couple compensatories on top of what they had already. Um, I don't know if that means trade up value. I don't know what Steve Kime has in play in, has in play for the fourth and fifth rounds. Do a mock draft and go through that and see how many picks it will be between the Cardinals' third-round pick and their first sixth-round pick. It is a massive Grand Canyon worth of picks between the two. So linebacker, corner, wide receiver, offensive line, running back. Where do you think the Cardinals need to target young talent in the draft? And where do you think they need to go more veteran with the free agents at hand? Because they have such a young cornerback room, I think they absolutely have to add a veteran or two to the cornerback room. Or two. Maybe maybe an inside guy and an outside guy. Guys that just know the angles. Guys that know how to compete against professional wide receivers who run a diverse diverse route trees out there. It's imperative for the Arizona Cardinals to get a little uh, age and, and veteran leadership and the defensive secondary, uh, then you can look at the young guys and be like, oh, okay, I like these guys. I like Byron Murphy. I like Marco Wilson. I like Jeff Gladney. And of course, the guys on the back end, you got to love the safeties. I think that's the biggest key. You got to get some some of those guys there. 
Uh, as far as pass rush, I think you can go young with pass rush. We've seen some some young guys off the edge make a big splash early and approach double digit sacks, and that's really if you couple that with Marcus Golden and then the the, the guys playing kind of rotational roles, Dennis Gardeck, or maybe get a pass rush from Isaiah Simmons or Zayvon Collins. Uh, I think that the Arizona Cardinals, then you're like, okay, this looks decent. Uh, because if you think about really realistically, the Arizona Cardinals last season, outside of the week one, when they 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 let go, they they let Chandler Jones walk, who had ten and a half sacks, he only had five and a half sacks over the next 17 weeks of the NFL season. So it's like, how much production did you do you really have to make up for there with with Chandler Jones? Now, like when he got to the quarterback, he also put the ball in the turf, he forced fumbles like uh, atrocious against the run. So if you can get a young player in there that's explosive, that can just couple with Marcus Golden, maybe get six and a half, seven sacks, plus the other guys to supplement that, I'm, I think you're okay. You're not great, but you're okay. I mean, bro, the, we know that, that Chandler Jones was as much about getting to the quarterback as it was the game planning by the opposing offense. You know, regardless of... If J.J. Watt is still getting schemed for, schemed against, Chandler Jones getting schemed against 10 times more than that, I mean, Chandler Jones is going to be a huge hole. Regard- and, and I know that the disappearing act, I get it. That means was there were bad game plans. The before? I mean, they had Hassan Reddick that, that stepped up. They've had people step up. I just think, you know, I I, I know that the production was there in, in the, the beyond the, the, the actual stats. There was, there's a loss there as far as Chandler Jones, but I still don't agree with paying him that much money, you know? Yeah. So, no, no. And I, I would agree with that. I mean, I do think that it, well, it wouldn't be the first time that a hometown team paid their star pass rusher more than he deserves for the last contract that, that he's going to get, you know, unless he wants to go uh, play his final year somewhere else. I mean, the Cardinals put themselves in that situation to not be able to pay him. So it was a much easier conversation. And if, they were able to offer him that money. I'm assuming he would have stayed here instead of going to Oakland. If it was the same contract, you know, and I, I just, I, the Cardinals put himself in a situation where you can't draft well, you don't have a salary cap, and they refuse to maneuver things around like other organizations or to the extent of other organizations kicking the can down the road. The New Orleans Saints, $100 million turnaround. $100 million I just, turnaround. I just don't think that if you can do it, that you do it. It's just bad business regardless. Like paying a pass yeah, rusher yeah, I mean, at the age of Jones that much money i think it's just bad business yeah potentially and it's also not the first time that there will be a bad business move to keep somebody in house that another team needs you know definitely has to scheme for he's not 40 but i still i still agree that the money it was it was a little bit too much of a price tag now i agree i mean i think i think you need to couple up a couple things one bring in two corners there's plenty of them anybody that's had meaningful that's played meaningful snaps on another roster would benefit this cornerback room. I mean, even like what Drake Kirkpatrick did a couple years ago, it wasn't great, but he was a body. I thought you were going another way. What? P3. <laughs> oh, no, no, please. No, what no, What Drake Kirkpatrick did a couple years ago, he had games where mm-hmm. he was very, very serviceable. The Cardinals don't have many of those on the roster that you can trust right now. Like, the cornerback room is bare, and I'm not saying Drake or Patrick the name specifically. There's a list of corners that the Cardinals can bring, and I thought Casey Herod would have been a great one. I think Stephon Gilmore is still going to garner a big a, a big um, sticker price that Steve Kime will pay for. Like, so when I say couple, bring in, bring in a 
veteran corner and draft one. Bring in a veteran linebacker and draft one. And bring in a veteran offensive lineman and draft one. And then if you're going to bring in, and that's going to probably be a sixth-round pick, Steve kind of special offensive line, and then draft a young wide receiver. Like, I, there we at go. this point, I'm going to be forced to it. If the Cardinals, like, I would hope it'd be a second-round guy you could bring in a high-impact corner or offensive lineman in the first round. I still think Zion Johnson is the guy in the first round. So if you can't protect Kyler Murray, none of this is going to work. But things are changing daily. I really like, think they've done a decent job of protecting him relative to the rest of the league. Like, he's not well, getting sure. sacked. He's not getting sacked, you know, in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Like, he's he's getting sacked in the high 20s, like, low 30s. In the last two seasons, he's, I think last year was 31. The season before was 27. And it definitely took a step back at the end of the season. So, like, if they can get one more play, like I would rather them go out and get a veteran guard, like a Trey Turner, and then like they have to improve the playmaking, like at two spots, one at the wide receiver spot and one at the at running back now. Because I don't know, like I was looking at the free agent running backs, like who's out there? Marlon Max, more of an in between the tackles guy. So you got that from James Connor, and then and he's not a good pass catcher. So he doesn't really take over the role of Chase Edmonds. So I don't think that's an option. Josh Jackson, who played with the Chargers for a while, like I, I just don't Justin like those Jackson. options. Justin Jackson, sorry, yeah, not former uh, Suns bust Josh Jackson. Hmm. Yeah, Detroit, Detroit Piston, I believe Josh Jackson. Um, you know, I'm more in the I'm more in the draft of running back camp now because you have to be. Like, but like third, but, fourth round? Yeah, third round, second or third round. I mean, listen, if you want – here's the thing. You can make an argument for drafting all offensive players. Yes. Wide receiver in the first, running back in the second, you know, offensive line in the third. 100% you can make an argument for that. And it's fun to make an argument for that because you're looking at the future of this offense with Kyler Murray calling the shots. Like, I completely understand that. And if the last couple drafts would have been different – this is the perfect year to go nutty balls on with 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 all the offensive players. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, nutty. I mean, you got to go nutty balls when you, know you what have. I mean? You just I, go, I, you go nuts. Like, if you look at the Cardinals' offense, like who are you? Who's part of the future with Kyler Murray, Rondell Moore, and uh, and we don't know if DeAndre Hopkins is. He's twenty nine. I mean, yeah. he's well. Like he restructured. This happens all the time. You play one more year. I think he's got an out after 2022. Like this isn't going to be fun if the Cardinals aren't going to win for DeAndre Hopkins. Right. Like the urgency, and we're going super long. I don't care. The urgency for a front office to uh, to retain their star players, the the leash, the the spectrum has never been shorter. The margin has never been more razor thin because player empowerment has never been this high look at the fact that Devontae Adams is on a different team right now that should be it that should be all you need to know about player empowerment and getting paid wearing a different jersey and is Green Bay though I mean yeah well I mean they don't need an owner like I don't understand why that's ridiculous coming up next okay uh we're going to talk about this throughout the week but Zach Ertz James Conner Max Williams, Michael Dogby, and your boy, 
Dennis Gardeck back. Ch- uh, Chase Edmonds, Chandler Jones, Christian Kirk, etc. No longer Arizona Cardinals. Which side would you rather be on who the Cardinals retained or who they've let go? We'll talk about that next. That's going to be a really, really fun conversation. RockAuto.com. Um, if you've been listening, RockAuto has been around for a handful of years now. If you know anything about me, besides the fact that I put up with a lesser than co-host, it's that I don't know anything about cars. Nothing. Zero. Nothing about cars. I got the I got the I got the sports gene from my pops. I did not get the car gene. And rockauto.com has got me covered. I do know that if I go to a chain storefront place, I'm like, hey, I need this. They're like, well, either we don't have it or well, uh, can you explain a little bit more about what you need? I wouldn't be able to explain anything because I don't know anything. And it's awkward. It's it's kind of it's embarrassing. But rockauto.com has got me covered. I go to rockauto.com, they're a family-owned business. They've been online for 20 years. I just type in what I need, like paint or carpet, and I give my make and model, and four days later, boop, it's on my front doorstep. You don't get upcharge 40, 50, 60, or 70%, sometimes like chain storefronts because they have to keep the, the stuff in stock on their shelves. Um, I mean, the proof is in the pudding with them. 20 years. That's enough. That was during like the beginning of the internet. That was during the dial-up times. And rockauto.com's got you covered to this day. Go to rockauto.com, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. This is going to be interesting. So there's been some player movement around the Arizona Cardinals organization, not necessarily bringing in players from, you know, teams, players that wore different jerseys last year. Um, But, it's with what I've seen from Twitter, etc. People seem to be happy for the majority of moves that have been made or have not been made. You know, retention, resigning, etc. Cardinals brought back James Conner, brought back Zach Ertz. As Bo mentioned, what is that? Twenty-four touchdowns. Zach Ertz had six last year, yeah, or three. Three for the, three for the three. Cardinals. So bringing back twenty-one. Yeah, yeah. Bringing back twenty-one. Quarter bringing back Dennis. Yeah, bringing back Dennis Gardeck. Um, one of the best sack dances in the NFL. Hoping to see a lot of that next year. Three-year 12 mil was borderline rich for me, but I mean, he's a great special teams guy. And after losing Trent Sherfield, you need as many of those guys as you can have on the roster. Um, Bringing back Michael Dogbabe for some interior uh, line depth. Um, That's about it. They signed Jeff Gladney, but we're removing him from this conversation right now. Let Christian Kirk walk for just a whole lot of stinky cheese. To Jacksonville, mm-hmm. Chase Edmonds, a little bit more team-friendly deal in Miami, and then Chandler Jones, probably the most notable with the with the silver and black out there in Vegas. Which side would you take? Are you taking who the Cardinals re-signed as the win, or if they would have signed a couple guys that they let walk, that the Cardinals would be in a better spot than they are now? I think that the team retained the guys that they should have retained with all the variables in play. Like as far as what it was going to cost for Kirk and Chandler Jones at the respective position, taking home the most money per season at those positions. Um, you know, Chandler Jones is going to be, the, as we said earlier in this podcast, it's going to be the toughest void to fill. Uh, less than a thousand yards from Christian Kirk and what five to six touchdowns. Uh, Chase Edmonds was good between the twenties, but he he was not a threat in the red zone. He he didn't when it mattered most. Uh, you know, the the main point of this game is to score touchdowns 
Uh, Chase Edmonds, it wasn't a strength of his. I th- he had one a solo score last year, and, and it shocked us all. Um, and that, I think James Conner was out for that game. So the Arizona Cardinals brought back, you know, as I said, a quarter of their points between Zach Ertz and, and James Conner. And that, that was important, and they kept, they kept playmaking in the middle of the field with Zach Ertz and the blocking with Max Williams. I just think that, that as far as if you had to make those tough choices, and in a cap league, you certainly do, despite people finally getting on board with the cap as a myth. But, you know, there are restraints. Arizona Cardinals, that like as far as business moves, I think they've made the best business moves they can make as far as their roster. But they still need to add. And that, that remains the biggest problem. I mean, yeah. It's what it comes back to all the time. and I, But I, I will take um, the re-signing of the players they re-signed. I mean, it, even if it wasn't, even if it was half for Christian Kirk, even if he only got 20 more guaranteed over three years or something, like like the market wasn't as hot from, like that's super hot. Like that is a lot of cheese that he got from Jacksonville. People thought it was going to be the Corey Davis deal and it blew that out of the water. Um, even though Corey Davis did perform pretty well down the stretch last year for the Jets. Uh, you know what's interesting too is like if if uh, Christian Kirk's going to remain in the slot, like if you look at Hunter Renfro's performance at Clemson, he had like 500 yards. Like he had some decent seasons. Like I know he showed up in some big games, but I don't think Trevor Lawrence likes to throw to the slot that often. Yeah. So that's a lot of money for well that was that was Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Well, I mean it was both, right? Or was it oh, just? Yeah. Bo- was- I don't know. Locked on Clemson. I mean, Renfro was one of those guys like, how long has this guy been in college? Yeah. No, then, but he's become like, he's Cooper Cup-ish. You know, mm-hmm. like he's not, he's more of a traditional, Cooper Cup's just a, a freak. You know, yeah. he's, but he's, he's the third down guy uh, on top of being probably their most talented receiver all around. And now with Devontae Adams, like that's going to be bonkers. Yeah. That's going to be insane in Oakland with Darren Waller. And they have 38 running backs. You know, their offensive line's getting better. Derek Carr is going to be like, I, I've liked Derek Carr for a long time. But I mean, coming back to Cardinals, you can check out your boy Q locked on, locked on um, Raiders. I'm stoked to do the crossovers with the AFC West. we got Cody Rourke and his co host, your boy Q locked on Raiders. I mean, I am pumped. I'm pumped. And I'm pumped for the other guys too, of course. Um, that's going to do it like this is we're kind of I just make lying what, in wait right now. Yeah, you can, can make whatever can point you want. I mean, for the love of God. Sure. I mean, at one point, like just for funsies, just for okay. like, let's let's put an end to this. Like this. Right. This is this is this is doing a rain dance in Arizona in August. Like we need it at this point. Just give us anything. Just we'll take a drop. Just give us like a, a backup. For God's sake, just make a move to make a move. Like I know, even if it doesn't make business sense, if even if it's not a good addition, just add somebody. Do it. You know. Um. What about Patrick Peterson? <laughs> it would be fun to talk about. I'd love to on the show. Do you, do you know how much we would have content for weeks? Oh my goodness! I get Brian McFadden right away. I would get yeah. Brian McFadden, and because Brian McFadden is cousin, they do um. They do their podcast together, and yeah. we had him on the show before. Great dude, great dude. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that's just, yeah. Now I kind of want him back. Like, 
if you but he doesn't fit like you can tell that they're no. they're getting they're they're going out there and they're getting these physical corners guys that aren't afraid to kind of get in there and in and tackle i i don't know if they would i don't know if they'd go after him again i just don't i think that that bridge is completely just it's in ashes at the bottom of a canyon somewhere <sighs> on that note alex Clancy bobrock locked on cardinals i don't want to talk about p3 I'm done. Like that was, it was a great, it was a great amicable divorce kind of until he just spouted off the mouth all the time. He can't come back. I think Teron Matthew has a better chance of coming back than Patrick Peterson. You need like, you need Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn from Wedding (laughs) Crashers, those divorce mediators to get everybody back together. Miles our way? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Alex, thank you. Locked on Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow.